0: This is going to be an interesting one, and you know what? A cool thing about this episode is, is I'm going to make sure that I can put no explicit content used, okay? Because see, Spotify is doing that now. I have to put on there. Does your does your episode contain explicit content? Yes or no? And like half of them, I end up having to do it because I'm like, ow, oh, I said a swear word there when I didn't think I was going to anyway. But I'm not going to do it in this episode, okay? You have my word. You have my word. There will be no swear words. Quick break, quick break. Okay, I I admit it. I just finished recording the episode, and I'm not even sure if I lied here at the beginning. I was like flowing in the middle of it, and I didn't even realize. I'm like, did I use a swear word? I I don't even know. I, I might have. I might have. Okay, but just listen to the episode. I can't remember if I did or not. All right, but it's still a good episode, so I'm not putting that there was explicit content. I might have used one without even trying. All right, all right. Take a listen. There will be no extremely vulgar language, all right? Now, the even more interesting part about this episode is that for a lot of you listening, I mean, the title probably caught your attention, okay? If you get cheated on, it's your fault. Many of us have been cheated on. I would say that the overwhelming majority of people get cheated on in some way, shape, or form in our, in our relationship lives, okay? Um, and I have been as well and it's funny because there's always multiple sides to every story but you know i think objectively everyone would agree with my story about what happened to me two and a half almost three years ago now um you know that it was it was definitely cheating um and i've said it by the way i've said it on this podcast before and i'll say it again right now i will never cheat on a woman in a relationship i will never do it all right i have never done it, i never will do it now that's not what this is about though okay um because by the way, before I even start, you know, without going into a ton of details um, about the person who cheated on me, I'm very grateful for it, and I'm very grateful for the relationship that I had with her. I learned so many things, so many things during and after, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today without it. Now, this is a very, it's a tricky topic. It's a tricky topic because whenever we go through any sort of struggle in our lives, often well oftentimes the biggest struggles we go through are related to relationships whether you're cheated on there's a really bad breakups you know relationships are often the things that that hit us the hardest emotionally and this is a very tricky topic um first off just because everyone responds to it differently some people respond to things um by you know some people take the positive out of negative things. Everyone responds to quote-unquote negative events in different ways. Um, and I'm also going into a topic here. You know, the, the title is related to what we would call extreme ownership. Okay, extreme ownership, which I've talked about on the podcast before, is a concept where you as an individual take responsibility for everything, and I mean everything in your life. Okay, Take, take responsibility for everything. Um, You know, if your business is not doing well and it's technically because of the other person, well, it's your fault because you hired that person. Or, you know, if your relationship's not going well, well, we'll come back to relationships. But the point is, is everything in your life is your fault. You have nothing to blame except yourself for everything. And it's a very, very powerful concept. And I use it in my life a lot. And I like to use it in almost every area of life. Now, I've said on this podcast before, that there are certain times, especially when it comes to dating and relationships, where it might not be healthy to look at things that way just because you can end up beating yourself up for things that really, honestly, maybe are just kind of out of your control. I mean, and dating and relationships and just and love and that whole topic and romance is a very tricky topic. Um, and sometimes you might think that, you know, what did I do wrong? I did everything right and it might not have anything to do with you. I've said that on previous episodes before. Now, I'm gonna go into this one because what I'm gonna say here seems and and certainly is kind of contrary to that statement, okay? And like I said, there's a lot of people listening to this that have been cheated on at some point before, and there's a lot of you listening that will be cheated on at at some point in the future and you haven't yet, and I'm not trying to sound like you know, a negative Nelly, I'm just being a realist about this, okay? And so, while I will admit that this may not even be an appropriate mentality to take into these situations, into all situations, I think it's a very useful one. I think it's a very powerful one, okay? The extreme ownership mentality. And in the case of getting cheated on, if we look at ourselves in the mirror, It usually takes a while until afterwards. You're not going to be able to do it the next day or even the next week or month, okay, especially depending how long the relationship was. But if you step back and look yourself in the mirror afterwards and say, you know what, okay, all right, I don't agree with what that person did. I think it was wrong, but it's my fault. And here's how I could have prevented it. And here's how I'm going to prevent it going forward. And that's the biggest reason that I like using extreme ownership in almost, almost all aspects of life is just because it allows us room for improvement in the future. And, you know, obviously, if we're putting the blame on other people or other things or just saying, well, you know, it just wasn't meant to be that other person obviously wasn't the right person for me and and whatever. And there was nothing different I could have done. Then we don't have any room for improvement. Okay. And as i've said in this podcast before i do i open up about enough things in my personal life without trying to like i try not to mention names a lot although i'm sure you know you could like look on my like social media and stuff and like figure out who i'm talking about in certain cases um you know i i I try to walk a fine line between sharing details about my personal life and um but not mentioning too many specific names or things about other people. But with that being said, you kind of have to mention certain things when sharing the story, because I think the story is valuable. And once again, you know, uh, the person who cheated on me and then really everybody else in my life, I'm just, I'm, I'm really grateful for it. And I have really no ongoing beef with, you know, her or anyone else who's, who I've had a bad situation with in life. You know, I mean, all of life is a learning experience. As human beings, we're all flawed, um, you know, in our own ways and everything like that. And we all, we all learn from these experiences. So I want to put that out there to begin with, um, because I wanted to frame this in a little bit of a way, you know, tell a little bit of the story without going into that many specific details, but tell a little bit of my story just to put things in perspective and say, you know, why? Okay. You know, I got cheated on, but it was my fault. It was my fault. I'm not justifying what she did. Okay. But it was my fault and I could have prevented it. And if I ever get cheated on again, it's not gonna be for the same reasons, okay? Because I learned. I learned this time. I learned what I did wrong that first time, okay? And see, it all starts from the beginning. You know, when we, when we go into a relationship, I mean, this happens so often. How many of you either know someone, or it's been you, or whatever, where you've been in a relationship And you just, you kind of knew from the beginning, you're like, oh, I just, there were so many signs that either I shouldn't have got involved with that person or the, or it was you from the beginning that were the problem, but you got into the relationship. I mean, it's like, it's a classic case. And I think, you know, my case with, with her was a classic case of two people who were not in a good spot emotionally from the beginning of the relationship. And, um, you know, we were using each other in our own ways emotionally to be in, uh, you know to feel better and we had a, there was a lot of like, you know Volatility and you could say toxicity at the beginning of the relationship, you know and drama and things like that Several friends saw it but they didn't have the you know The total guts to come on and tell me hey Sean This is this is not going to go well or end well, you know because we dated for well, uh, you know, just over two years and you know the first Probably four to six months were pretty rocky a lot of like just drama here and there and then we kind of hit our stride for the next like year And then things all began to fall apart, you know, once we had been together for over a year and a half. And interestingly enough, after we had been living together for over a year, yeah, in a couple of different places. And, um, um, you know, and I think that I've expressed in this um, podcast before that she has a son and there was a child involved in this as well. There was a lot. I mean, for me, it was was just radically life-changing to get into the relationship with them and then radically life-changing to come out of the relationship with them in a, at a time and in a way that I definitely did not expect. It was good for me overall. The whole experience was good for me, and I really don't think any of us came out of it. I think we all came out better on the other end. There was, a, there was pain. There was certainly a lot of pain, right? Um, you know, and I know that she went through pain too for different reasons. Um, but anyway, I think we all came out of it better. I truly do believe that. I think, we, I think we both needed each other in our own ways. I'm not saying the relationship had to end in as painful of a way as it did. But anyway, where I'm going with this is you can, you can look right from the beginning. You know, right from the beginning of the relationship, it's okay. First off, you you shouldn't have even gotten into a relationship with this person. Definitely not at that time because she was in a bad spot emotionally. You were in a bad spot emotionally, which you didn't even really totally realize it at the time. And I get that we're not going to be able to perfect that. You know, this is human life is very imperfect. We're never going to be able to have all of our ducks in a row and be in the right place emotionally uh, to begin each relationship, right? Uh, but okay, that's part of it. It's like, you should have seen this from the beginning, Sean. And, and what you should have done, Sean, me talking to myself here, is when there were big emotional problems, when there was big drama between the two of you, the first thing that you needed to learn, and this is me mostly speaking to other guys out there who are in heterosexual relationships, the first thing that you need to learn is you need to learn when to put a girl in her place if she's behaving in a certain way that she shouldn't behave, all right? And I'm not trying to sound like misogynist or machista with all this. What I'm telling you is when a girl is is using, is kind of manipulating you in a certain way emotionally, which I mean, I think that she would probably even admit that, you know, I think back at the time, I was very um, emotionally manipulatable, probably I'm to a certain extent still now, but not as much as I was before. Um, You need to see signs of this happening, and you need to put your foot down and say, no, okay? You need to say, no, I'm not tolerating this. I'm not putting up with this, okay? Because when you do that, you know, for for weak men like me, and I was a very weak man, uh, you know, four or five years ago when we began this. um, You know, I'm still not the strongest man in the world, but I'm much stronger now. There were certain things that I didn't understand, and I also was too afraid of, how do I put this? I was too afraid of what her reaction would be if I said no, I'm not going to put up with this right now. No, your emotional behavior right now is unacceptable. No, I'm not going to get into a dramatic, you know, argument about this. No, I'm not going to allow you, you know, to for example, you know run away and hide from me and not text me and you know like act like there's some real problem or something and make me worried like I'm not going to put up with that um, things like that you know there were certain little things that that I should not have put up with and I should have put my foot down and I I think that most women regardless of their emotional state will do certain things like this some of it is just a way to test men um, you know they're testing us to see number one how It's tricky because sometimes I believe they'll test us to see whether or not we truly care about them and are loyal to them. Or they might test us to see whether or not we can stand up to someone in a certain situation. And what they're doing, in my opinion and experience, is they're saying, okay, is he going to stand up to me right now? Because I'm the one that's acting inappropriately. Gosh, I almost... feel like, did I I swear? I don't think I, 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 there there are times that like swear words want to come out. I know I said at the beginning of the episode that I'm not going to swear or anything. Did I say a swear word? Anyway, I don't think I did. It was the the word, the BS word was almost going to, you know, come out. I don't think I actually said it, but anyway, okay. There are times where women are almost, they're deliberately provoking us. They want to see how will he react when someone is behaving inappropriately? Is he going to take a stand? Because I need to know that he's going to stand up for me in the future, okay? This is something I didn't understand very well at the time. I did not understand the importance of standing up for a woman, or of showing a woman that I'm not going to put up with her crap. That's not a swear word. I'm not going to put up with her crap, which means is going to show her that I won't put up with crap from other people and I will defend her and us in certain situations when it's necessary. I didn't understand the importance of that. And this goes into the category of, you know, the whole nice guys finish last thing. I've talked about that before in this podcast. I previously have been a nice guy who finishes last because I didn't understand the assertiveness that is required to stand up and say, you know, no, (laughs) no. woman, my girlfriend, or a wife, whoever it is, I'm not going to put up with this, okay, I'm a man, I'm not putting up with this, I stand up and defend against certain things, which shows that I will stand up and defend when we are threatened, so to speak, okay, now, there's that. And that really came back to bite me later on as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. Now, um, there were other things, like, for example, that I could have done. See, because I, I worked very hard during this relationship. And I made a lot of changes to myself, my personality, my lifestyle to make things work. Because it was pandemic. We were living together. We had a child involved. You know, I had to change drastically a lot of things in my life. And I thought that I was making tons of sacrifices to make the relationship work and, and just to, to move us forward as a family. Cause I kind of thought we would get married and I thought we were going to be a family, you know, forever. Um, now what I didn't understand is number one, I wasn't really hitting her love languages, if that makes sense. Like, sure. I, w- I made the adaptations that I needed to make in order to be able to make a bit more money to work really hard, to make sure that we had what we needed, you know, at home, um, you know, to keep us in a good spot financially, things like that. Actually, I could come back to that in a minute. Um, well, and we'll leave the financial aspect of it out. But, but anyway, I had made some lifestyle changes. I was working hard, to get what we needed materialistically, so to speak. But what I didn't understand is that I wasn't giving her the intimacy she needed in a couple different ways because I had become so rigid with some of the things that I was doing in my life. See, see it was a fine line, right? Because I had made some lifestyle changes and was waking up very early in the morning because waking up very early was the only time that I was going to get to myself, particularly to do my workout, things like that. I was exhausted at the end of every day. I was waking up at about 4.30 on average. You know, it was an extremely busy day every day you would give me, I would be crashing to bed between nine and 10 every night. Absolutely done. Okay. Now what this did, this, this was fine. This was useful. It was useful for me to get my work done. It was high stress times. Uh, We needed me to be like that in a certain way. Um, But, um, but at the end of the day, it made it so there were times when we would be trying to do things on the weekends during the pandemic, which, you know, was, Kind of frowned upon by some people. Um, just going out to like events with her friends and family, and I just couldn't do it. I literally, I just, I could be there, but I was a total zombie after 9 p.m., you know? And, um, and, and unfortunately you know part of any relationship is you have to have a give and take you have to make more adjustments than you think you know just just it's not even that big of adjustments but just say hey I'm gonna sleep in a little longer for a day or two for example that way I can have some more energy later at night to do these things that we're planning to do late at night like I became too rigid in my own you know regimented daily life right and so um, so that was part of it that was a big part of it um, and um like i said just not being able to not being able to be enough fun uh and just really connect with her and her family and friends intimately that was part of it another massive mistake that i made is because part of the routine and it's funny because i have like certain friends who i've talked to a few people about this a couple of them are like well yeah that makes sense that you did that and a couple of them are like sean you are so stupid (laughs) How did you think that was going to work? Because um, there came a point where I was, I was waking up very early. The alarm was going off very early, and I was kind of, like, worried. I'm like, this has got to be, like, bothering her. Let's sleep in separate rooms during the weekdays and, you know, sleep together in the same bed on the weekends only. <laughs> and I know some of you are listening and thinking, like, how did you think that your relationship was going to survive if you suggested sleeping in different rooms? But, right at the time, I was like, "This is the only logical solution that I have for me to not bother her and wake her up super early every day. I have to get up early, and I have to do my stuff, but anyway, we were losing intimacy we were losing intimacy fast, and i didn 't understand now one of the other things that um that I could have done differently um, and this was probably this was still four or five months up before it all ended, and I got cheated on, and you know she left me for another man and everything is This is one, maybe, I mean, maybe it's not even as big of a deal as I think it was, but I I think it is the more and more I think about this. And this is, see, because as men in particular, particularly when when you deal with men who have a lot of insecurities like I do about our past and things like that, you know, we grow up, I've talked about my insecurities a lot on this past, on this podcast, and just a big thing for me is I am trying to become the physically, mentally, and emotionally strongest man I can become because I always felt super weak I felt super weak physically I felt super weak emotionally at different times throughout my life I was kind of the scrawny kid who wasn't athletic enough to play sports like I have so many deep insecurities that go way way back physical and emotional and so now anything like any time where where I give any evidence that I am not a man that I can't stand up and defend myself either physically or you know be emotionally tough like a man um it really hits me hard it really hits me hard, and I've talked about that on this podcast before, and it's, it's like a lifelong development process, I feel like, and I'm certainly better at it now than I was at the time or you know, many years before then, but, but so here's one of the things that happened. right? Like, like, long story short is anytime, anytime I feel, anytime you make me feel you hit me with something that makes me feel like I'm not manly enough, oh, it hits hard. Ooh, it hits hard because this is where my deep insecurities are. And part of it is because of, you know, this experience, you know, has even kind of made it worse, right? But um, so what happened was we're in a co-ed soccer game. Okay, We're playing, it, and she started up the team. We actually won the tournament, funny enough. See, she was a very, very good soccer player, extremely talented, extremely athletic. I don't play soccer, but, like, I wanted to play on this team. So we were playing on this team, and I'm, you know, athletic enough to do, like, okay. She mostly, she would put me on the bench and put in her other players when, you know, we were playing good, when, when it was important, right? Um, but anyway, so I was playing on this team. We're on this co-ed soccer team. And there was this play where... You know, it's guys and girls, and she's very, a very good and very athletic. You know, she's easily the best girl on the field at all times. And there was this play where she was in front of the goalie on the other team, to make a long story short. And the goalie, who was a, who was a guy, pushed her. And, um, you know, she fell over and kind of yelled, I was on the sidelines when this happened. I didn't really see exactly, I didn't see what happened in the moment. Um, and then people kind of started like yelling, you know, she was getting really mad and I didn't know what had happened. She was okay. You know, she got up pretty quick. Um, but you know, this guy pushed her over. Right. And so, um, I didn't really react to it. I'm like, okay, well, things look fine. And, um, you know, then afterwards there were a few guys talking like, man, yeah, why didn't Sean, you know, go in there and do something. Right. And then she, she didn't say anything explicitly to me about this afterwards she was very upset at what had happened she didn't say anything to me explicitly but i am pretty sure in after everything that i know now that i was supposed to go in there and if not beat the crap out of that guy i was supposed to get right up in his face and talk to him pretty hard and i didn't even see what happened in the moment but still that wasn't an excuse okay i was supposed to go up there and and be a tough guy and protect her and i just stood there like wait what what's going on okay i guess we're all good so that see because then there is um there is a, I'm trying to think there was a point two afterwards where she was talking to me about the guy that she cheated on me with and by the way they're still together now um, and she told me that she told him oh well you don't have to really worry about Sean he's not much of a fighter you know Sean's not going to come do anything to you so don't worry about Sean. And so that, it's interesting because, you know, as a, as someone especially who grew up in the, in, you know, a suburban community in Apple Valley, Minnesota, I'm not, I didn't grow up at all doing anything remotely. Like I have never, never street fought anyone in my life. I've trained self-defense. I've trained Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for two years in my mid to late twenties, but yeah, she's right. I'm not, I don't come from a background where we fight or have to fight ever and man I wish I would have I really wish I would have because at this point and like I said I'm very sure that the soccer thing and probably several other examples throughout our relationship that I'm not even aware of had an effect on this because whether most women want to admit it or not some women will deny this but most women want a man who's ready to stand up and fight at almost any given moment Men, I mean, women, they'll say that it's an aphrodisiac for women when they see a man fight, uh, especially when they're fighting for them. Um, and so this is a huge one for me at this point because it's funny. You know, see, because I am a, a physically, I'm a, I'm a big man. I'm a strong man. I'm very, well, I mean, athletic might not be the right word since I don't run that fast or anything, but I'm, I'm physically strong. I look imposing. I'm 6 feet 2 inches tall. I'm 215 pounds. I have a lot of muscle you know theoretically i even technically know some technical fighting skills but i'm not a natural aggressor i'm not someone who wants to go up and punch people in the face you know or stuff like that there's there are a lot of guys out there who are are much more natural fighters and they want to fight naturally much more than i do okay and some of you you know out there who are more progressive might say well you know that's okay man you know it's 2023 we're not supposed to fight please be quiet shut up all right you obviously haven't been emasculated the way I have been in relationship, in this particular relationship and in other situations in life, okay? We must fight. We must fight. Otherwise, we're going to have to deal with the pain, the pain that comes from getting dumped because we weren't manly enough. Do you understand that pain? Do you understand that pain? Like, part of this is maybe I'm making up stories. Maybe, maybe like, you know, our perception of the world is just... Um, You know, it's our own version of reality, right? Maybe I'm making these things up in my head, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm pretty sure if she ever listened to this podcast, she would agree. She'd be like, yeah, Sean, that's why I dumped you, man. (laughs) That's a big part of it. I mean, she would even talk because, you know, she had daddy issues just like most girls have daddy issues, okay? But, like, one of the things that, you know, she would still say that she is a daddy's girl, and and I've met her dad. Her dad is not a particularly physically large man, um, but I do know him, and she would talk about how, Oh, my dad would, you know, in in certain situations, my dad would beat the crap out of someone. My dad would, you know, go all out. He she literally used these words. My dad's not he's been to jail and he's not afraid to go back. And, you know, knowing what I know about her dad, that's exactly true. He's not the largest man in the world, but he will fight any chance he gets to fight. Probably probably in situations where it's not a good idea or it's not even worth it. You don't even have to. Okay? Um And I'm not saying necessarily to be like that, but the point is women, especially women like my ex, they want a man who is like their daddy, who is going to throw down and fight, even when it might not even be that necessary, okay? And see, I've said this before to a couple friends off air, Um, you know, now if you put me in any sort of a similar situation, you know, we live in a country, for example, in the U.S. where fighting is just so, you know... um, it's seen as so wrong in most situations that you can just, you can get into so much trouble, you know, we're, we live in a soft country, right, um, but um, I have said it before, I, I have told friends this, if, if there any situation like that comes up at any point for me in the future, I I am fighting, okay, I, I am fighting, I will go to jail before I deal with the pain of being emasculated again. I have had too much pain in my life. I've spent too much time feeling feeling weak feeling not manly enough I have had too much pain from it and this situation in particular caused me so much pain I will not go through that pain again I will go to jail before I go through that pain again and I will definitely go through whatever physical pain a fight with whoever it may be causes me before I go through that emotional pain again and you can say well that's still an, it's just an insecurity Sean just get over your insecurity well, I'm I'm not going to, okay? Like, it's just a reality. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to get over that insecurity. So I will take jail before I take the emotional, uh, going through that emotional pain of being emasculated again, all right? Um, and, you know, and if you ask me, would you rather, see, because this is almost like one of the tenets of being a, a man. I've turned this into, like, a masculinity thing all of a sudden, but, like, I almost feel that, like, one of the tenets of being a, a true man should be, you know, we would rather die with honor than live a coward. Now, this that's a bit of an extreme thing to say, for example, and I don't know, you know, like, if you were to ask me, like, what would you rather do? would you Would you rather die or would you not stand up and, you know, fight some random guy who pushed your girlfriend in a soccer game? Like, what would you rather do? Would you rather live as the guy who stood on the sideline or somehow die because there was there was a fight and, like, someone had a knife and you weren't aware of it and they slit your throat, you know what I mean? Like, if I had to pick, I mean, like I said, I'd definitely go to jail. And see, the thing with jail is jail, you know, depending on the circumstances, leads to a, a decent probability of death for most of us anyway. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you're, all, you're flirting with death anyway if you go to jail. Like, if you ask me right now, would I rather have a bullet in my head or would I rather be living and seen by myself and others as a coward? <sighs> I suppose I'll still take living as a coward, but I'm going to do everything possible to dig myself out of the coward hole. You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to die just for my own ego's sake. Um,. But I think I think the point has been made clear here. Like I will risk going to jail before I risk being emasculated and seen as a, as a weak beta male again. <laughs> and I will stand by these comments. And I'm happy to talk to anybody else who wants to talk to me about it. So, so that just to take it all back to the beginning is um, some of the reasons why, in my opinion, because you never actually talk to the person about this fully afterwards. But those are some of the reasons in my opinion that i was cheated on and that's why it's my fault it's my fault from the beginning for getting into the relationship at the wrong time for the wrong reasons not standing my ground in certain situations when i should have um you know making stupid mistakes in the relationship like saying you know maybe we should sleep in different bedrooms on the weekdays not being able to adjust the way my body worked and schedule enough just to go out and have some more fun on the weekends things like that losing intimacy um you know not being enough of a man quote unquote in certain situations these are the reasons in my opinion that i was cheated on okay and if you've been cheated on i'm not trying to tell you to go say oh my god i got cheated on three days ago what did i do wrong it's too soon anyway okay give yourself some time take the time and you know do what you need to do make sure you're all right and then later maybe when you can look at it a bit more objectively you 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 know you can look at it and see we learn this is how we learn it's like okay now you're not gonna see me And, and, and actually little things too by the way because back at the time, I never did my my hair. Uh, I didn't put like gel in my hair or I didn't, um, you know, she specifically told me part of the reason, she, one of the things that upset her was that I didn't dress well and I didn't do my hair well. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's part of it. Little things like this add up. All these little things add up. So now in the future, you're not going to see me getting getting dumped or cheated on because I didn't dress well enough. Just just put on some decent clothes, okay? Do your hair fairly decently. All of these little things I just talked about, All for all of these little things that I was dumped and... And cheated on for that time I will not be dumped and or cheated on for in the future does that make sense and this is why I think it's a powerful idea to say okay if I was cheated on it's my fault I don't I, I don't agree with what the other person did I don't think it was right okay I'm not going to do what they did to somebody else but it's my fault and where can I make these improvements all right love y'all we'll talk again soon peace